It's time to breathe new life into the social entrepreneur by empowering you to make a living through fulfilling work that will impact lives. You'll make money, but more importantly, you'll make a difference. Welcome to the Change Creator Podcast. It's time to build a business with purpose. Now here's your host, Adam Force. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Change Creator Podcast show. This is your host, Adam Force. Today, we are going to be talking to Michael Barin, and hopefully I'm pronouncing that last name correctly. Michael, I'm sorry if I did not do well. Um, we're going to be talking to Michael, who is the CEO over and founder over Grace Innovation, and they are a creative agency that are helping people understand where marketing is going. They're helping them craft their narratives and using technology to deploy. So we're going to talk about how he started this business, how we got those first clients, but also how to stand out in a saturated world. We all know that there's a million businesses starting. Actually, the GEM report, General Entrepreneurship Monitor, most recently said that in over 16 years of doing the report, they had the highest number of startups uh, in the U.S. Um, So things are booming in the entrepreneurial space. And uh, we look forward to hearing what Michael has to say. Um, So before we get started, guys, we have the newest edition. It's a special edition, our first special edition, which is called Events That Matter. We outline the conferences. We give you networking tips. Go in there. This will be an ongoing resource for you to reference anytime you're looking for the next conference to get to. You've got to get out there if you want to get stuff done. So go meet people. Meet them in person. You will get a much better response. Last but not least, stop by the App Store, leave us a five-star review with a beautiful comment showing your love. We really appreciate it, guys. It goes a long way in triggering triggering those algorithms in the App Store so that we can continue pushing Change Creator Magazine. We have a lot coming down the pipeline, so keep your eyes peeled. Sign up on the uh, website, get on the email list, and um, stay in touch. All right, guys, definitely stop by, check out the events edition. And if you haven't already, the Dr. Eunice edition, he's a Nobel Peace Prize winner. He was in issue 13. Just killer, killer content in that edition. So scope it out. All right, guys, we're going to jump into this conversation with Michael and see what he has to say. I know you're going to dig this. Hey, Michael, thanks for joining the Change Creator Podcast show. How are you doing today? Doing awesome. Good to, good to hear from you, Adam. Yeah, likewise, likewise. Um, so let's let's dive right in and get people grounded um, with a little more depth about you know Grace Innovation, why you guys even exist, and what you're doing. So if you could tap into that, um, let's let's just get that overview. Yeah, definitely. So Grace Innovation is is at its core a, a creative company, and that's really the the only label we like to use because within Grace Innovation we work in a few different verticals and. We work in, in a few different sectors and, and industries, and at the at the core of what we do, we we bring creative ideas to brands and, and companies. And uh, you know, right now everyone's attention is fixed on social, so a big base of what we do is is bring these creative ideas to social media. And right now, because video is so popular and audio is starting to really pick up and you know and become another um, media source, we're working a lot with video audio live streaming and, and paid social media. But but at the end of the day, we you know, it's the innovation part in our in our company name is 
about figuring out what's next and kind of getting there first for the brands that we work with and, and really launching them in that space. I mean, there's so many brands today that are still, um, you know, still not aware of just how important it is to be producing content on social or have a mobile op- optimized website. Uh, you know, so there's just a lot of, there's a lot of disconnect between small and medium sized businesses in, you know, in America yeah. and, and, the potential they can have online that they're not utilizing. So we kind of bridge that gap for them creatively. Yeah, that's interesting. And I'm curious about your opinion on the clutter because obviously more and more people are using the the web and social and all these things to get their messages out there. More people are becoming entrepreneurs and selling the next thing. So there's a lot of saturation, especially in startup and um, in other areas too, I guess, you know, health, relationships, all those categories. What What, I guess, do you see as... I mean, is it just going to be this ongoing pool of saturation that makes it impossible for anyone to be heard? I mean, what are some of the things you've been seeing that are helping people cut through that noise and, and find their voice? I think sincerity is a big thing. You know, it's really important to be sincere about why you're doing what you're doing. Because if you're not sincere and you don't love what you're doing, I think other people are going to are gonna feel that vibration, that vibe. Yeah. Um, you know, so you really have to just make sure that whatever you're doing, it's it's where you want to be and that you love doing it because you're going to spend so much of your time working on it that it has to be there has to be like a fire and a passion. You know, as far as the saturation, you know, online, I think it's 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 inevitable. You know, it's like 20 years ago, the saturation was in the yellow pages in the advertising section. I think you know, at the end of the day, if, if you're doing great work as a company and if you're bringing something new and innovative and you're um you're bringing value to people i think you'll find success i think what what we see out there a lot you know today with the saturation is that you know people see something work for someone or you know something starts to get a buzz or a hype around it and everybody kind of the crowd kind of jumps on it so maybe try try to be a company or an entrepreneur or, or a business that maybe you know goes in another direction or if you see something like starting to form before it happens, don't, you know, don't ignore that, like jump on that, get into that space and, and become, you know, um, you know, get a, get a foothold there. Yeah. And, and again, the saturation, the cream kind of always rises to the top. Like think about how many musicians and bands there are, you know, trying to make it and what separates the ones that do from the ones that don't. It's usually work ethic, talent, you know, and innovation. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. Cause you always hear, you know, well, you've got to have this unique idea and all this other stuff. And I'm like, you know, people keep starting restaurants, but there's a million restaurants. So it's not like <laughs> <laughs> it's not like you can only have a couple of a, um, a space, you know, of a business, certain types of business in certain spaces. And I think it, it kind of can come down to um, just a little bit of your angle. And to your point, if you're sincere and authentic, you can carve out your own part, part of that uh, space, right? That audience based on who you are, your perspectives, and, you know, not everyone, you can have, like, a couple big players, but one thing I've noticed is that doesn't mean that they're going to connect with everybody. Like, not everyone's going to kind of feel like what they're saying or who they are, so you can connect with other people and share a similar, you know, similar ideas, but you might shape a different perspective on how you present those ideas and stuff like that that actually connect with people. Yeah, definitely, and I think if you're sharing the sincerest, truest you, and that's like a real thing that you're sharing with people, whether 
the perception of you is positive or negative, it, people are going to be attracted to it. Yeah. Um, I think it's just that's just like a human within human nature to just be attracted to truth and sincerity. And when people see that, it's like a breath of fresh air. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. That's interesting. Um, and I've always been a big fan of authenticity, especially in today's age, because everybody's like the infomercial man, you know, trying to pitch something, sell something, take my webinar just because I want to sell something like, you know, and I think that it's very people are very quick now to put a red flag up. Right. And they're like, oh, I'm, I'm already they're checked out right. Right. When they get that first, like, you know, sense of something going on like that. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. That's why it's so important to, to, to stay innovative. Exactly. You know, it's, you have to bring it to people in a way that they possibly have never seen before. Right. Right. Okay. So, so what were you actually doing? I was curious what you were doing before Grace Innovation and, and why you decided this was a direction you want to go. I spent, um, I spent most of my life just like working, you know, like working for companies. Um, I started out like way back working for, for a company like in the front office doing like web updates and you know doing email marketing back in like 08 09 um and then from there you know i kind of just like went from company to company like rising you know i guess in in the ranks of what my position was yeah and then i worked my way up in 2013 to like director of marketing for a a company out in los angeles and then from there you know took a few other opportunities as marketing director and then in also in 2013 at night, I started building, you know, a digital creative agency, marketing agency. I mean, we did what, what we do now is completely different from what I did then. In the beginning, it was, uh, you know, Grace Innovation was a lot of email marketing, graphic design and, and SEO and AdWords, which we don't do anymore at all. Um, mm. And I'll, I'll get to that. But so from there, I built the company at night um, for about three years, you know, three, four years I'd work during the day. And then at night I would build Grace Innovation and get clients and work on client work. And, and once I amassed enough clients, um, you know, where I felt comfortable to go out on my own, I have a funny story about this. I I set like a date, you know, in, in the calendar, Uh, I wrote down a date that this was the date that I'm going to, going to, you know, jump ship and, and do Grace Innovation full time by this date. And I feel like once I wrote that date down and my intention, you know, became uh, more of like a, a real, you know, solid thing. Um, it was like a month went by, like, let's say the date was six months from now, right? That was the, a month went by and I couldn't, there was so much work that came in that I just had within that month I had to, I had to, you know, leave my full-time job and, and do the agency, yeah. do the agency full-time. So, um, and then from there, you know, the last um, year and a half or so we've really, been trying to figure out what we do best, you know, instead of trying to do everything, you know, like what do we do best? And, you know, we, we cut a lot of services, we made some adjustments and we figured out that what we do best is, is we create things for people. We, we get creative, we work with video and visuals and, and audio and design. And, and that's really where we excel. So yeah. Yeah. that was the progression there. Yeah. Well, it's exciting. And, um, how did you get your initial clients? So in the beginning, my initial clients came from referrals, which is why, you know, to this day, I, I really think that the relationships that you create in a, in a business environment are some of the most important ways to get you to that next milestone or plateau. So a lot of referrals, um, you know, a lot of people vouching for you, 
you know, which comes from doing good work for the, the clients. You know, that's why it's really important to, you know, try to bring as much value to them as possible so yeah. that they can help lead you to other opportunities. Because if you look backwards, I see so many dots that connected, you know, in business. Mm-hmm. Um, moving forward, you have no idea, but moving backward, you see everything connect. And, and really, that's why I, I always stress form relationships with people have coffee with people, Yeah, you know, take opportunities that, that just kind of come up, like they come up for a reason in my opinion. So, so definitely, you know, I would say go after them, take opportunities, even if you don't know where it's going to lead to. I mean, that's, that's, you know, that's life. It's, it's just about being open. You yeah. know? So that, that was super important. Did you do work for free in the beginning to establish a portfolio or anything like that? No, I never did work for free. Um, in the beginning, you know, it's funny, I do work for free now, or I do things for free now. In the beginning, no, because I didn't need to, because I had that nine to five job that would support my life. And then in the evenings, I would just work on the the one or two or three clients that I had who were paying. And and at that point, you know, I really didn't have time to, to do any free work. But I did do, you know, some volunteer work for companies of friends of mine or, you know, associates. You know, I, I would always help them out right. and do what I could, you know. Yeah. Um, but at that point, I had like I had massed like a, a small portfolio. So it just never happened. But like I was saying, now I do, you know, I try to do some, um, you know, bartering. Bartering's pretty big, you know. Obviously, that's not fully free because you're, you're expecting something in return. But bartering is pretty big, you know, it leads to great opportunities, you know, trading, you know, consultation services or even videos for certain things helps. And then I, I just like to give people free consultations, you know, right. like if they have a question or something or, you know, I do in my in my town where my office is in New York, we do a lunch and learn once a month where we just I just go to this restaurant. I sit there for like an hour. I, I advertise it on Facebook and whoever shows up. They just come and ask questions and we go over their, you know, business and how they can use, you know, social media to take it to the next level. So yeah. I think that it's super important to make money as a business, but I also think it's really important to bring value to people that might not be able to be compensated by like a monetary, you know, form. So I, I do think it's really important that if you have a gift or if you have some knowledge or experience, you know, definitely share it as a way to give back to the community or just you know, society at large, you know, if you can help another person's business, you know, you know, get to the next level of sales or anything. Um, that's a good feeling, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So I, I guess I'm, I'm curious about the, what you're doing for the meetup. So you went to, you go to a restaurant, you, you do a shout out to tell people you're going to be there. Whoever shows up, shows up. So have you had, um, you know, several people show up, like what's been the results there? I'm curious. Yeah, we have. It's. <laughs> I used to like. I used to like think like, oh, I gotta rent this like space. Or now I just like, I just like don't even tell the restaurant, and I just like book a table for ten, and, <laughs> and like, and like whoever shows up shows up, you know. But um, yeah, we've had some people showing up. You know, we started a tech meetup here in, in, in New York um, that did pretty good, and then you know we had to put it on hold because life gets really busy, and uh, yeah, even that even that became a you know became a you know, became a project and a lot of work going into it. But then I started doing these lunch and learns, um, you know, mostly because I can kind of control the output myself and, and it, it's nice. Yeah. So I've done a few of them. I think I've done two 
you know, in the last two or three months. And the first one was awesome. We had a bunch of small business owners come out. It was great. And the second one was awesome too. We had a few people come out, business owners, artists, musicians, you know, they were the actual guys that I worked with at the last lunch and learn. We're curious about how they can, you know, launch their um, music project on social, you know? So it was great. So it's been pretty successful. It's not something that's like humongous or huge, which I kind of like because being an entrepreneur and, and running, you know, a few different companies, like I like it to be a little bit more intimate and kind of you know, comfortable, like lunch experience where it's not too serious. Like we're not running tons of flyers. We're not putting, you know, we're not producing tons of promotion for it. It's just, you kind of throw it out there and, and whoever shows up, shows up. Right. Right. So what, what has been your biggest challenge then with, with, um, creating grace innovation so far, anything stand out? Yeah, I think, you know, battling with your own expectations is a big thing for any small business or any business owner, you know, battling with your own expectations of where you should be at or what you think success is or, you know, um, that's a big thing. And, 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 and that's a struggle that I think a lot of people face, but you know, it's, it's, it's something that is fabricated by your mind. You know, it's, right. so you have to live in reality. You have to be rooted in reality and you have to count your blessings. You know, the fact that we can even get up out of bed in the morning is something that we take for granted because there's some people on earth that can't do that. Yeah. So if you can get up and you can go to your own business and you can create and, and interact and network and that's awesome. You know, and I think when I remind myself about that, I feel this real sense of gratitude. And if my mind takes too much of a, you know, negative turn, I try to correct it right away. So I think that was a big thing is, is, um, battling my own expectations, you know, and, and trusting the process and, right. and living in the now, you know, living in the reality of what's now and not trying to get too like visionary of where we're going or, you know, what, what I want the company to be. And I think that's a big, um, a big struggle, but it's my struggle and I, I own it. <laughs> you know, another thing too is, is you have to realize when you have a business, it's not just you anymore. You know, you're, it's like you, you have relationships with vendors, you have relationships with clients, with your employees, and you got to take care of your employees. And when you make decisions, you have to think about all these other circumstances that exist. So you can't just make you know, it just, it's, and it could be the smallest decision. Like, I don't want to go to work today because I, I feel a little under the weather or I'm tired. You know, you don't go to work today and that's like six or seven or eight hours or in, in my day, 12 hours that don't, um, don't progress something forward or don't right. interact with right. certain people and relationships. So I think that's been a challenge too, is, is it's a different lifestyle now. Um, but, but again, it's, you know, it's it's amazing you know so it's being like an entrepreneur and, and running a business is, is an amazing thing to do because it's it's hard to put into words the feelings that you get you know it's like this it's like this just love affair <laughs> you know that you have but yeah. at the same time you know it really it really tests your you know your system and and really churns you sometimes but it's good because you progress and you transform so those would be my two main things, um, you know, battling my own expectations and trusting the process of the business and where we are and, and realizing that, look, like maybe I'm not ready to have 50 clients yet. Yeah, you, you know? got to face that too. There's always, you know, scaling too quick. and um, Exactly. You got to do what you can handle. And if I had 50 clients drop in my lap, it would, 
it might crush us. Yeah, there'd be a lot of money, <laughs> but you know, it might it might crush. You know, so you have to pr- progress and work yeah. towards that plateau. Like you have to work towards the point where you can handle millions and millions of dollars, you know, or millions and millions of tasks and responsibilities, and you know, and and I'm cool with that. And then yeah, the other thing would be the you know, making decisions based on a united whole of people, a mm-hmm. network, a, a team. So that those are two main things that yeah. have really, really worked through with the company. Well, I've noticed too, um, you know, people have a hard time, you know, focusing on that present moment because they want to get to some place that, you know, you have this constant want to be, I'm here and I want to get there, right? Um and but what they what I've learned and what I think others have to learn is that the destination is actually the journey. And I always love that statement because wherever you get to, there's always another there. There's always another point B, you know, so like there's always going to be something else to do, another step to take. So you have to you can't constantly just be in the cycle of wanting to get to the next step. You have this vision, but you have to enjoy the process that you're in because that is the experience itself of being an entrepreneur and, you know, learning, failing, you know, having your wins, celebrating the wins and um, that whole process, like you said, is that present moment. It is. Yeah. And it's, most things are fleeting, you know? So even, even the ups, you know, even the ups, I don't get so, I don't get so excited about because the ups are fleeting and the downs are fleeting. So it's, <laughs> you kind of, you kind of walk that middle, that middle ground, you know, of just being neutral and yeah, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it's nice when you, when you sign a new deal with a client or it's nice when you can, um, you know, get a new iMac for the, for the office or, you know, these things are great. <laughs> you know, I love it. It's, uh, but I just don't, I don't get attached to it. You know, it's cause it, they come and they go and I'm more, like you said, like exactly like you just said, it's, it's really about the experience and the journey. Yeah. And that, that's really the reward. And I know it's probably been said like so many times from, you know, uh, Silicon Valley execs to Indian spiritual philosophers, but <laughs> but it's the truth, you know. It's the truth. It you have to truth. love the experience. Yeah, yeah. You miss it. You miss it. You look back and you be like, shit, I missed the whole ride. Yeah, um, you don't. Want, that's so important. You just brought up such a great point. You don't want to miss what's happening. Exactly. You know, because that might that might be painful later. You want to you want to experience it and, and you know, yeah, just smile and, and take it all in, good or bad. One of the things I learned too is like, yeah, you, you do take a lot of hits on the chin, um, and it could it could bring you down. You know, you might be depressed one day and excited the next day when you get the next win, right? So everything goes up, down, up, down. You can you have to expect that, um, and it could be a challenge for a lot of people. So going through the experience of entrepreneurship is something that can be emotionally. Um, uh, a struggle. So that's, you know, the other importance, like people like, you know, Ariana Huffington and Tim Ferriss, they really bake in as part of their model of success, you know, is managing yourself. Your inner game is so important. And so many people are focused on the outer um, game and they're not focused on the inner game, but the results of the outer game are really based on that inner game. So taking care of like controlling your, your, your mental state and your, um, you know, I guess how you, you control your emotions, they all play such a big role in in doing better and, and growing as a person. So it's something that I think a lot of entrepreneurs struggle with. I agree. Yeah, I think a lot of people, you know, they, they're very, um, they mentalize things a lot. 
Yep. And that, that can be, it can be a misstep. I think you're right. What you just said is, is right on point. I think that in life, whatever we do, it becomes a, you know, in my opinion, a spiritual experience, right? It doesn't matter if you're an artist or a musician or a painter or an entrepreneur or, or you're a chef in a kitchen. It doesn't matter. Whatever you do in life, it becomes this deeper spiritual experience. And I think we lose sight of that because we yes. get very mental. Yes. So if you, ha- if you have a business and, you know, life has given you this business and, and you're working hard and you're going through the ups and downs, you're, you're on a transformation if you want to be, you know, and that business is the vehicle right. um, for that transformation in, in your specific life. In someone else's life, it could be music or in another person's life, it could be like a negative thing, like, like maybe they became a, like an addict or something, you know, and that that transformed their spirit somehow afterwards. Yeah. So I, yeah. I, yeah. So I think for everybody it's different, but I think for people who are, you know, seated in a business and they're very passionate about it and it's, they love it for the, for the game. I think it becomes this vehicle to transform them if they, if they're open to that. Yeah. I mean, Hey, Van Gogh created over 900 uh, paintings and he only sold one and nobody knew who he was until after he was dead. <laughs> Yeah, so he's a perfect example of like doing something and not being attached to the result of the work and doing it because he loved it. You know, I think um, I think there was another um, a writer. You know, I forget, I forget her name. Uh, is it is it Emily Emily something? It's like an older English writer, and she had the same story. And you know, she was never known for her writing during her life, and then later on, after after passing away, you know, she she became you know famous you know <laughs> you know so i think that's like a classic thing um because i think people are people feel the passion right. it's like time it's like timeless people feel um the, the dedication the aspiration and the passion of what these people are trying to do right you know right. with their lives and no matter if they're here or not they appreciate it you know like steve jobs is still renowned and celebrated and you know will always be because good or bad negative or positive you know he gave everything he had right you know and that i think people appreciate that absolutely um well let's let's talk a little bit more about what you're working on right now i know you have um this campaign um called creative so can you tell us a little bit about you know that why you're doing it and what it's meant to do yeah 100 percent um Creative is a web series that we just launched. It's a video series that we're doing um, independently. We're, we're self-publishing it. We're, we're working on the whole thing by ourselves right now. Um, and the idea behind Creative is to really shine a light on just people worldwide in different industries, in different um, you know verticals, different walks of life, different countries uh, that have different backgrounds that are all creative in some way. And really, just getting their take on it, their view on it, and exploring that. So we, we, we go, you know, to different parts of the U.S. Um, and then, you know, hopefully within the next year or two, we're going to travel a little bit internationally, start interviewing people from like India, from Australia, from Brazil, um, and really just get their insight into creativity and what it is to be creative. You know, we we think of the normal creative as the artist, the poet, the graphic designer, the you know, the, um, the musician, but we want to explore other walks of creativity as well. The, the architect, the accountant, the, you know, um, the chef, the, right. 
you know, the, the woman who, you know, makes her own olive oil, like, you know, whatever, whatever you're doing, that's creative. You know, we want to hear about it and we want to explore that and why you love it and what it means to you. And because we really feel, you know, at Grace Innovation, that creativity is this underlying unifying energy that everyone has, you know, whether you're, you know, from another country or you have a different religious background or, you know, you have a different, you're in a different class, you know, in, in your society, it doesn't matter. You know, creativity is a universal attribute of humanity. And we want to explore that to bring people together. You know, sure. if, if someone from, you know, the U.S. can see, you know, a person from India who has a creative passion and, and identifies with that with them, to us, that, that brings them together. You know, it, it breaks down barriers and walls where mm. people have built up, built up against each other when you can share a moment or share an energy with each other. Right. And, um, and we're really working hard to, to bring that, you know, to social media and just get people on board with that. You know, we have a cool... Um, we have, a, we have a cool crew, I guess is, is the word, on board with it. We have some support, but um, we're really just going to try to push that out there and, and see where it goes. Cool. So so what kind of stuff have you done, I guess, so far to, to get this rolling? Yes, we, we've done a few interviews. Um, you know, we're, we're looking for some grants, you know, to try to, you know, travel a little bit more maybe next year. Right. That's really all we want them for. We don't, we're not trying to, like, make money off of it. We just want to be able to travel a little so we can actually get to the core of the content. And because mm -hmm. we, you know, we just do the United States, you know, it's it's not going to be as, in my opinion, as diversified as if we can go to Europe or, like I said, India, China, you know, wherever we want to go and, and really interview people. So, so we're we're seeking grants right now to do that, and we're also um, we're booking guests. You know, we're in New York, so <laughs> you know, we have New York in our backyard. I mean, New York is like one of the greatest cultural hubs on the face of the planet. So we can, we can get a lot of guests there that ha are transplants or have come from other countries. Mm -hmm. Um, so that, that's really what we're doing now. We're working with a few musicians. Um, you know, we have, we have, um, a few people lined up for the next interviews, you know, that are in the tech industry. Again, I want to get, you know, we want to do chefs. We want to do architects. We want to do auto mechanics. We want, <laughs> we want to do people from all walks of life. Right. Okay, cool. That sounds pretty exciting, man. So, and and now is that your primary focus at this point, or do you have something else that you'll be cooking up? I think you know our primary focus is really just to help support brands in a creative way mm -hmm. and show them that there's a different way to do things and that people do respond to that on social. You know, even when we started producing our own content in house, I've seen a, the growth in metrics. Um, has been very progressive. It's not something that happens overnight. And I think companies need to understand that, you know, when they start producing content and they start doing proprietary content, it's, it's definitely, um, you know, it's definitely for the long game for their company. Right. But, th but that it eventually starts paying off. I mean, now we get, we get, you know, Facebook messages, we get emails, we get phone calls based on content that we put out six months ago. Right. Right. You know, so yeah, believe in the long game, mm -hmm. you know, Big yeah, so we're doing creative. <laughs> yeah, you have to be, you know. I mean, we're, you know, we're we're trying to sustain businesses for for years. So I mean, the long game does pay off. Um, but yeah, I mean, we're going to do creative. You know, that's our new series. We're doing a few other partnerships and collaborations in New York with some startup organizations to bring uh, a new series called Why New York. You know, to 
to the web, which is going to focus on um, companies that have chosen to you know, build their company in New York and, and what's so special about it. Right. Hopefully we can expand that at some point to why LA, why Chicago, you know, why Miami and, um, and do something like that. That, that actually is not in production yet. It's in pre-production. And then, yeah, we're just going to continue to try to work with, you know, brands that are open to, you know, that creative spark, that creative energy, whether they're the local, you know, coffee shop down the street from us or, you know, a big, you know, blue chip company. It doesn't matter. Right. Okay, cool. Awesome, man. Well, I want to be respectful of your time. And, and oh, my last thing was, do you guys right now from a B2B standpoint, are you working with startups? Or are you working with, um, you know, larger companies only at this point? Who's your primary um, uh, client? So a little bit of both, actually. Okay. We never, you know, we never shift, you know, our ideal client from serving the small business community, small to medium sized business community. We still think that you know, what works for the big company works for the, for them. You know, it's, it's an energy, right? It's a science almost. And, um, so we're, we're kind of in, in both areas. It just depends on which person in our team is, is heading that up. So we have a team dedicated to the smaller businesses and then we have a team, you know, dedicated to, you know, the bigger corporations. And, and like I said, the, you know, the Inc 500s, the, the blue chip, if, if, you know, when those come when those come through so right, right. let me tell you sometimes working with the small businesses is, is you know is, is more rewarding so sure sure yeah you help them get that initial traction um that's a big win for sure so yeah guys, you can invite the uh yeah ceo to the to your christmas party you know it's nice <laughs> <laughs> absolutely <laughs> um so listen everybody you can check out grace innovation it is spelled as it sounds g-r-a-c-e innovation.com grace innovation.com and um you know see what they're up to follow them they got a lot of cool stuff coming out so uh, and also they might be able to help you out so check them out um michael thank you so much for your time let's stay in touch um and we will talk soon Thanks, Adam. Thanks for having me. That's all for this episode. Your next step is to join the change creator revolution by downloading our interactive digital magazine app for premium content, exclusive interviews, and more ways to stay on top of your game. Available now on iTunes and Google Play or visit changecreatormag.com. We'll see you next time where money and meaning intersect right here at the Change Creator Podcast. (laughs) 